Good afternoon, I'm Christian and welcome back to the Woodhouse Grove STEM podcast. Today I'm joined by Daniel, Seb, Adam, Tom, Fiona, Sophia. And today we're on the topic of space exploration. Uh, Seb, as our resident space expert, please take it away. So there are like four main things that you can think about when we're talking about space and STEM. So there's like astronomy, which is like the studying of space and studying of stars and planets and stuff. There's space tourism, uh, space uh, defence, so like satellites and that kind of thing in space. And then there's space mining, so asteroid mining, lunar mining, that kind of thing. So the one that's been in the news recently is space tourism and like exploring the moon. So NASA's made the Artemis project which is a goal to get to the moon by, I think it's 2024. Yeah, 2024. To, uh, to set up a permanent or semi-permanent residence there for, similar to the ISS. And they've been doing, they did uh, a competition for all these companies to get landers. So we have Elon Musk uh, SpaceX, with SpaceX. Starship. They've got the Starship, which is yeah. taking people. There are two others, which I cannot remember the names There's of. There's Dyna- uh, Dynetics and Blue Origin. Yeah. 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 And they also, they're, they're picked as the uh, landers to take people from the Lunar Gateway onto the moon. Mm. And the, all of this, the Lunar Gateway and the people are going to be launched onto NASA's uh, new rocket they're developing called the SLS. Um, recently, they've done quite a few tests on it and um, they all seem to be going well. There's also quite a few... Um, uproar about um, Blue Origin. They've filed protests against uh, NASA being biased and stuff. Um, Tom, if you want to talk more about that. Well, a lot of it was Jeff Bezos saying the Trump administration was against uh, himself and Amazon and Blue, and Blue Origin obviously isn't owned by Amazon, but it's linked to him through it. And he says that his that he should have been chosen or he should have had an equal chance to be chosen. And but. In reality, it's much smaller than what's worth. It's a $3 billion contract, which is a lot of money, but yeah. compared to Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, it's more about the prestige of becoming the first billionaire to take control of the space industry. Because Virgin Galaxy is making moves as well. Yeah. I was just going to ask you guys, what do you think of um, you know, the colonisation like space exploration? Because on one hand, we have uh, the government who uh, and NASA who want to... Uh, be the first to like know the most about space exploration mm-hmm. but then we have private billionaires such as uh, jeff bezos elon musk who um who were obviously gunning and getting there first so just a quick question to you guys is who would you prefer and why well i think that the whole space like for the one that's in the news the most and the one that is happening the most is lunar colonization so having a small colony on the moon which will eventually evolve into a larger colony, like almost like a city on the moon, until eventually we have people who live on the moon and never live on Earth. That's the plan, the goal. There are loads of benefits to that, such as uh, economy. You could get helium helium four, helium three, helium three. That's it, Uh, which is really useful for nuclear fusion, which would like make nearly free energy. And lots of other, and you could have tourism, that kind of thing. So it generates income, and it's good for uh, Earth. The only problem is that it's a future goal, and the governments are more focused on a short-term goal, which is why when it comes to governments funding it and governments planning it, it's a lot harder, because they have to focus not only on 
the future goals, we're talking like decades in the future, they have to focus on things that are happening now, like COVID and other stuff like that, because that is miles more important on their agenda. But wouldn't you rather have someone who's sworn to look after the people of their country um, be the first to achieve space exploration rather than some private billionaire who oh, is absolutely. most likely but in it for his own But the reason game. why the private billionaires are good is because they have the funds and they have the resources and the, like, the incentive well. to go there. They don't have other things to do. Yeah. But do we really want... If nations start developing more space assets, there's currently a treaty banning weapons in space. You know, there's been a lot of... You know, Who's that between? Satellites, uh, UN. UN, okay, okay. So it's, it bans, you know, the idea of building weapons in space because there's a lot of fears. Like, if you drop something from big enough from further away, you know, that's what happens when asteroids hit. Mm. Why do the dinosaurs? No yeah. point. They're scared of what you could do. And billionaires are less likely to weaponize anything. Like, you know, a lot of countries, they might do anything to get an edge. Yeah, like, I think that if it's ever going to happen, which it is happening, it needs to be a multi-nation thing. It needs to be cooperative so everyone has like skin in the game where it's exactly all yeah. Between. yeah it needs yeah, to yeah. be it doesn't need to be a this is the uk colony this is nasa's colony this is the european union's colony this is china's colony on the moon it needs to be this is earth's colony on the moon this is where humans live and they need to work together and be that like have that altruism we don't need space space. Yeah. yeah. Not Do you like think it's cold. possible, though, for humans to achieve something like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. In, definitely in our lifetimes, yeah. But I think the problem is, like, obviously, when you add something extra like the moon and, like, space exploration, you have the problem of, like, territory-wise. Because as you were saying, it's better if everybody has skin in the game. It's better if everybody has, like, uh, a fair mm-hmm. standing on it. So, like, let's, let's, say, let's say people from Earth start colonising the moon and we had, like, an equal amount of... Uh, space on the moon in, like, in proportion to the space you occupy on Earth. What happens when someone maybe encroaches on someone else's land? What happens if like, we start war on the moon? What that is then? a big issue because when, we, when you're in primary school, or maybe it's like a thought experiment, you might be asked, if you were to make your own country, what rules would you have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, we're going to have to decide that for real on a new territory that we've no idea what it's going to be like and I think when it's small to begin with with just small colonies it'll be similar to the ISS where everybody works together yeah. and they live uh, like together in like they work with each other but as it grows we've got to be really careful that it doesn't break apart into different territories with different governments that compete against each other yeah like recently with the um, like how, how you talk about ISS they're supposed to be um, working together and stuff. But recently, uh, well, not recently, it was quite a few years ago, um, America announced that they didn't want China to um, put a module onto the ISS to expand so they have their own territory. So instead, they launched their own, um, they launched their own space station um, in orbit just, I think, it was like a, a few months ago. And, but also, that's caused a lot of um, uproar because of the debris from the rockets that they, um, that they launched with. And they're... A lot of people are thinking that it might, it will most like the debris will most likely land in the ocean, but with the off chance that it might land in someone else's country or someone else's backyard or something, um, there's also still that chance there. So yeah, I mean because there's also the the environmental problem of throwing things away in space. Like yes, you can 
space is like to us it's a it's an endless void like we don't even know uh the actual boundaries of like the universe and space but um in terms of like wastage and throwing things away a lot of it's going to be quite close to our atmosphere so like you said dan if we throw away like so close to our atmosphere that it runs the risk of uh falling into pe- yeah in people's houses like is that a risk we can take is that a risk we should take and it's not even just the risks of it falling back down to earth it's also the risks of like say if you're in the ISS or if you're in a rocket or something like that, then a fleck of paint, which is so tiny in weight like, and in mass, it can have such high velocities because it's far away from the Earth, it's spinning, it's got no friction, like no air resistance, yeah. and it's just going ridiculously fast. Especially Even though it's so tiny, the momentum that it's got is like a bullet yeah. or stronger. More so like, I think it was on the ISS a fleck of paint hitting and like smashed the outer layer of a panel like it does oh, serious yeah, yeah. damage even though it's like the a milligram yeah. or less yeah. like tiny weights well there was also the idea of our orbit weights. getting crowded I mean yeah. you know uh, SpaceX almost hit another satellite and how they did that I don't really know I mean most of the time if you put things in orbit right now where we are it's very very unlikely that it's going to collide with anything due to like how much space there is compared to how many satellites uh, or things that are in orbit right now um, a lot of people have also complained about like SpaceX's um, uh, what's it called the, um, the internet provider Starlink yeah um, yeah it's been blocking a lot of people's views from space and um, their opportunity to leave the atmosphere due to the due to the starlink satellites i mean in the words of thanos would you say it's a small price to pay for salvation i mean is it is it worth <laughs> do you think it's worth uh, temporarily but um what's the word temporarily uh, negatively affecting people to uh, to then eventually be able to te- uh, communicate on the moon because the moon's so far away from us like let's say, let's say we do get to uh, civilization on the moon uh, with, the di- with, the, with the distance that the moon is away from us, it would take about... Um, no, that's from Mars. It would take about three seconds there and back, which is... It's fine. But no? How long did it take? No, I, was, I thought you were talking about time to actually like, travel there. It takes about... What is it? It takes about three days, yeah. No, I think you're Three days about, to travel I meant more from like light. No, no, I meant for more like internet that, going... Uh, yeah. yeah, for light to go back and forth it's, between I think it's about like 1.6 seconds or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. So in that case, it's not that bad, but yeah. Starlink... So idea is a pretty good one. You know, give internet to every person on the planet. Yeah, yeah. The internet does bring opportunities. You know, people can have their entire educations online. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of places out Especially there where, where that could ha- make a big difference, you know? Yeah. Classrooms being able to teach resources from the rest of the world make a big, big but difference. But then you've got the idea of everybody being, everybody on Earth being connected to one company, one point of failure. But it's always going to be other companies that will come up to take its place, you know? It's not to get a monopoly on the... There could be lots of issues as well because if everybody was connected to a singular platform, then surely if I'm sure there would be lots of security and everything, but surely some one person or a team a team of people could hack that and wreak havoc around the world. Mm. It gives it gives power to whoever owns the one Wi-Fi network. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else can come close. Yes, because like anywhere where you have a monopoly, it's it's just bad news. So yeah. it would be better to have. It would obviously, in my opinion, anyway, it'd be better to have like a democracy, like a team of people, uh, controlling it. But like a worldwide, have yeah. it as an organization or is owned as a government. That was an interesting theory. Yeah, but to do that, it needs the funding and yeah, all these billionaires. Because 
the idea with Starlink is that we have uh, the satellites, but instead of being far away, they're in a lower Earth orbit, so they're closer. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's causing like the pollute, like light pollution. Not quite, but it's like messing up the yeah, views is because they're closer. Really quickly, Serp, I mean, I know what it is, obviously, but for the people listening to the home, could you just explain to us quickly what light pollution is? Okay, so light pollution is... I used the wrong term there, but still. Light pollution is where uh, the light scatters around in the atmosphere and you can't really see the stars. Yeah, mainly because of the blocking what, the light. Yeah, what I was talking about, really, is the satellites, when they go across, you can literally see them mm. as, like, dots in a train. And, like, I've seen them passing overhead. Like, it's yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. to watch. But for the people who are out there trying to observe the natural, like beauty of space, of yeah. space, it's Working. it's so moving away from billionaires trying to colonize and be the first ones to the moon. Uh, China has launched a space station, um, their first module, um, uh, with a Mars rover. But uh, there was debris stopping it in the way. Um, um, oh yeah, it was it was about what we were talking about before. Um, a few months ago, China launched the first module, their own first module to, of their own space station. And then, um, like, it was only about a few days ago where China launched, um, landed their Mars rover, which was in orbit for a few months. And yeah. then they landed it and everything uh, turned up fine. They took photos and all that. But of course, um, launching the first module and launching the Mars rover caused the debris. To which fall, is, yeah, which yeah. is what we're talking about, things falling back down to the planet. Yes, exactly. I guess it's just, do you think it's worth it? Because it says here that it's a one in several trillion chance mm. that it could um, hit, hit an actual person. But, like, as a government, is it ethical to take that chance? I think there are things that we can do to prevent it. Yeah. But for a thing that is so slim in chance, the more, the bigger risk is not it hitting an actual person or hitting a building. Mm. It's it landing in oceans or in places of like, that's a bigger like risk. ecosystems I would say that's a bigger risk further down the line because yeah. it does damage it does pollution like it creates pollution it's mm. negative effect in the ecosystem I hear your point but like the oceans have been polluted for a while now so yeah and it's as, a as, big as bad, problem I know I know but like <laughs> as, as, as bad as it is to say this but like what's that little more going to do in comparison to what we already have to deal with now it's just the first module isn't it yeah so, and a lot of countries are going to start you know building their own when, if they're yeah. resources so would it be better to have let's say one organisation UN mandated or just a treaty between countries which would in charge of all space Exploration, like it coordinated all resources between every country in the world, the greater goal of human colonization in space. Or I mean, in space. theory, that would be nice. In theory, yeah, it would be but nice, in but practice, it'd be right there's this little issue called humans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, yeah. We have we have a global healthcare organization. Yep. Yeah. We have global refugee organizations. Yep. Yeah. We, have, we still have uh, we have treaty refugee crises, and we still have health because, crises. Because, like you're saying, they're human, not perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So, so this say political will came through yeah. let's just say it was just a deal between United States UK EU would that be something you think would work or? I don't know you, mean, you, you do make a good point because uh, obviously there are downsides to the NHS the downsides being obviously the government is in control and they do some things that maybe we as everyday people wouldn't do um, but if you but think about the benefits outweigh yeah the, the pros outweigh the cons for that service in my opinion so it's more of do you think um, do you think the pros outweigh the cons in this one? Because um, 
obviously there's, there's, there's just as much scope for, for good to come out of it as there is well, bad. If we look at China, for example, yeah. their space missions, they've, they're not part of the European Space Agency. They're not part of the, uh, NASA. NASA. They are, they're doing it independently on their own. Uh, China's not in Europe, is it? I'm not no. Being, I'm not being, no, I didn't think so. I was wondering, I was wondering. I'm not being China's stupid, okay. not in Europe. No, no, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. But they don't, like, they are, they are, it is their own thing. They don't have to follow the rules. Any rules, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, have, they follow their own rules. Yeah, yeah. And now that the UK is not part of uh, the EU, EU anymore, we yeah. only have to follow... Our own rules. Our own rules, and then, I guess, all of the, like... International. Yeah, international laws. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, we as a country, we could have... I think there's a plan to build a spaceport in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For launching actual rockets. And we could... There is, although nobody knows about it, a UK space agency. Yeah. Okay. Which we can develop and we can have our own, like... Control over. Control over. And yeah. we can have our own satellites. Mm. And we can have our own... Mars landers and our own UK, like colony and stuff. Yeah. So just NASA. I mean, I'm sure as the EU we could uh, come together and like make like uh, universal rules that everybody has to follow when when yeah. dealing with space. So I'm sure it wouldn't be. I'm sure it wouldn't be too. Um, there's already the. Is it called the Outer Space Treaty or something like that? Which yeah. means there's already international law. Yeah, which yeah. means there are no weapons in space, and yeah. I think it means that nobody owns space. Yeah. yeah. But as we start yeah. to progress, maybe those laws are going to become. Obsolete. Yeah, because mm. if we have people living in space permanently, and we have... It's also a problem of overpopulation, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so true. There's, there's that. There's overpopulation, there's the problem of... Like, it brings in income yeah. for the world. Mm. It's, it's, it's a new community, and we're all about diversity. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you hear about countries, when they start, they will have, from their parent co- country, yeah. they'll have culture from that and as it develops they get their own language can you imagine if there was a lunar language in oh, all language? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you get like you run the risk of getting a new country and whether it's a risk or not on yeah. Yeah. the moon or on Mars for example and then politically that becomes a lot more of an issue doesn't it mm. it could because be I mean, but it's a new country but it also will probably have to have different laws because it may mm. not be cohabitating on yeah, a different yeah. planet Africa, with other yeah. countries First of all, for it to work anyway, the whole world would have to be united in getting there together. Otherwise, it would cause rifts on Earth, let alone the moon. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, if, everyone, if the people lived on the moon, they don't have the resources that they would need to survive. So they would constantly be needing to be sent different things yeah, to, 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 to keep building infrastructure. Yeah. So surely the people who are sending them these things, if they encountered an issue or... There was some sort of political war. Then how do we know that they aren't just yeah. going to use yeah. that as leverage to control another country? So in the beginning, when we all, when we start, it's going to be the main countries. So it's going to be European Space Agency, NASA, that kind of thing. They're all going to be uh, pitching in. They'll be sending resources. You, they won't be having stays longer than six months. It'd be like the ISS. Yeah, like the ISS. And as we're talking, maybe ten years. Uh, it'll be able to have it'll expand and get bigger and more countries will join and they'll start their own community and maybe you'll start living there for over a year or for two years and eventually it'll become a self-sustaining because you can get food from hydroponics you can get 
water from ice and you can get energy from nuclear fusion if helium-3 works, yeah. which it should do. Mm. And it will eventually, decades down the line, be a self-sustaining that doesn't need other country support. And when it gets to that point, is it its own country? Mm. This argument, is it worth it? Right now, we've got, you know, there's millions of people who go about the right amount of food. You know, there's things like, even COVID, the economic situation is only gonna, well, it's not really bad, but still, a lot of countries are suffering. There's global warming, there's a lot of serious problems. So is it worth it building a nation on another planet, which will cost billions upon billions, just getting to space costs billions. Yeah. You know, mm. we're talking about a massive project. Is it worth it? There's so many people on Earth who could use that money. But I mean, we get the money back. Yeah, I think when we're talking about getting that money back, we're talking about getting it in, you know, Long 50, No, it's years. more like, because if we go there and we send bulldozers and we send mine, mining things and we get this helium-3, which is the main thing that we need, which is only really formed on the moon, and we bring it back, that can give us near-free unlimited power for nuclear fusion. So that's our kind of like exchange. We give yeah. them the tools and they, get, they give us the actual resource. There's also... Mm-hmm. You can say something. I don't know. I was just to say, we have a lot of options for energy and that sounds like a, a big one in the future. But do we need to develop a whole country on a planet to get that? Could we just have it like a... Well, I think the country will fish? develop exactly. on its own. That will, it won't be in like the next 10 years that we just have a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But the thing is... In the same way that it's not to reap the benefits in terms like global warming for the next 10 years. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Surely. Surely, yeah. surely. So, if the world is going to come together and pull their resources to build on the moon, surely those resources would be better spent on helping already present nations such as third world countries, like Palestine, for example, in the current climate, they could do with all of these resources instead of the moon. As, as good as a point that is, I feel as if, like, if, we really, if, if the world really wanted to solve those problems that we had today, we would have done it a long, yeah, yeah. long time ago. We've, 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 we've long had the resources to, to help everybody else, but ultimately it is, it is greed that is um, yeah, like it's prevalent. Yeah, greed and it's mm-hmm. naturalism, because so, uh, we just want us to succeed. Exactly. So why would a country on the moon then work better if, looking around us now, there are so many prevalent issues that we could be dealing with? Because I think we're too divided here. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you, um, if you put like, people of different like, race, gender, class, creeds on the moon, like, the only one thing they'll have in common is that they live on the moon. So because of that, they won't, they'll be divided, but they'll be very unified as well. So yeah. the things that divide us here won't really be present on the moon or wherever in space they're living. So they'll thrive better than us. But then obviously if they're doing better than us, somebody's going to come up and ruin it, as we've seen in but history. But wouldn't existing prejudices and biases just be taken to the moon? It probably will. But I feel, I feel there's more of, um, you, know, when you're, you know, when you're forced to get along with someone, you're put in a situation you don't like, but you have no control over. So you think, listen, let's make the best... Um, Let's make the best of a bad situation. Okay, I think, situation, yeah. and I feel like people like going to the moon. They'll already know that it's like you won't suspect that. Oh yeah, everyone who's going to the moon will like look like me, talk like me, uh, be from the same culture as me, uh, operate the exact same as me. You'll 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 know somewhere in the back of your head that it could be anyone from anywhere. So I think they'll already be prepared. Um, yeah. So that prejudice I feel dies on the on the way almost. But when you start, when they start doing well then surely those prejudices just come back and then you have another division problem 
but it's in outer space. It's harder to control from here. I think... Doesn't that bring its own issues? I think that when we... It's like starting new, almost. We will have... And we'll be able to see... We'll be able to look back at the Earth and we'll be able to go, this is what went wrong. This is why it went wrong. Yeah. And then we should, in theory, be able to stop it before it happens. But, obviously, humans are broken. Mm. And down the line something will happen at some yes point. in theory yeah. that's going to happen but if you just look at history it repeats itself you mm. know we like i think people think that we continue to progress but really it's kind of more like a pendulum you swing yeah. from one side to the other you go fascist to liberal and you go back again mm. so mm. obviously you know we think that okay we won't ever have like a world war but then tensions start to rise again and you know as we move further away from history, we become more desensitised to history. Yeah. And we start disconnecting ourselves because we haven't lived through it. So that then runs the risk of us repeating that history. And as the older generations of those who did go through the war, um, those of us who went through COVID, for example, to make it modern, um, as we disappear, won't younger generations just repeat our own mistakes? Well, we all hope they won't. I mean, yeah, we hope, but, like... <laughs> I mean, you mentioned, like, that you are disconnected to history that hasn't happened, but if we were to, let's say, create a new nation or colony mm-hmm. or something on the moon, those people will have lived through um, stuff. It's like they're starting a new halfway through. So you always have that. But then you also have the... Ideally, it would be a thing where countries would be working together in order to create whatever this is on the planet. On the, planet, on the moon. Because ultimately, this is the, this is the best case. We're looking yeah. at the best and the worst case scenario. Obviously, the worst case scenario being everybody hates each other, everybody's on the moon trying to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing... And uh, it would the be best... so easy on the moon because all you have to do is turn the power off and everybody dies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, then, and then we're looking at the best case scenario where everybody's friends, nobody cares about what you look like, what you... Uh, where you're from, everyone holds hands and sing Kumbaya together. So, but um, is a likelihood is the thing. But like, it's, yeah, we've got to be realistic about it. Yeah, we stay on Earth our broken division, or we go to the Earth and we have, or we go to the Moon and we have a chance of a new, yes, a yeah, better I think that's, chance. Because if we think, let if we let the past hold us yeah. back, then we don't we don't progress anywhere. We say we always say, oh, listen, let's not go to the Moon because the um, yeah of the past because if people have been like this, this, and the other. Um, then we won't go to the moon, and then that extends to like all walks of life. How? So. But how many of you actually want to live on the moon? Like me? I don't, Are you I don't mad? Think, yeah, definitely. I don't think. <laughs> I, I, sign I, me up. The rest of my life. I, I think I like Earth. Yeah. Same to be fair. I mean, I there are some benefits to Earth, like you know, well, yeah. air. We're taking um, Earth like, to the moon, a current state. So yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. the state, but in twenty, thirty years, yeah, we can't really predict what it's going to be like. So potentially, that would be something where you'd be like, well, maybe. New countries have not like that. new countries on Earth normally struggle in the beginning. <coughs> Sorry, I can't breathe. Struggle in, begin- in the beginning because uh, they've come from broken countries. So, sorry, guys. They come from broken countries, yeah. so they are broken. When it comes from Earth, it's not coming from a, a divided country. It's coming from a united country. So in theory, we should start united instead of starting as a broken country. So like, a, yeah, go on, go on. I was just going to say like, there's also um, if for long term aspect for the human race, if hum, if the uh, humans on Earth were extinguished from like I don't know a meteor or something, you still have humans on the moon, so you'll be able to carry on the presence. 
However, um, we're reaching like the, um, yeah. the limit of our time. It's like the bell's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you enjoyed that, or well, hope you enjoyed it, anyways, uh, we'll be doing more soon, probably next week or something, on probably viruses, or and then after that, we'll probably do about gravity and acceleration. So um, yeah, just stay tuned, subscribe to whatever you're listening from. Thank you for listening. Good night.